In most areas of life, freedom is a choice, but it's also a process. And today on Bold Steps, Mark Job is guiding us through the process that leads to freedom from bad habits. You see, oftentimes we want some magical touch of God to set us free. And I believe that God has the power to set us free, but here's what I know. The power of God in and of itself can set us free, but unless we learn the process, then we will not continue with the progress. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and also senior pastor of New Life Community Church, both in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and as we near the end of the first week of the new year, I'm wondering how many of us have already fallen behind in our New Year's resolutions. It's sad and funny and true at the same time that new habits are hard to form, while old habits are hard to break. And that's especially true of bad habits. Those familiar patterns of sin and unhealthy habits that sometimes have a way of sticking around a lot longer than we wished, despite our best efforts to change. Well, that's why today's Bold Steps message is so important. Mark is giving us the biblical keys to break free from those bad habits and start taking steps into the freedom that Christ provides. So let's go ahead and jump into our message. It's titled The Power of Choice, and here's Bold Steps with Mark Job. I believe the first step is the first step to healing, to recovery, is you need to make a choice. Do you really want to? It's a choice I'm making. Have I really thought through it? Don't just give me the bland answer, yeah, 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 I want to. Of course I want to. No, do you really want to? I think the second thing that we see here is, and the second step to really recovery is stop making excuses for why you're still bound by your problem. I mean, notice what, notice what this fellow answers Jesus. Verse 7, Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Now, had Jesus asked him that question, had Jesus asked him why he was still there? No, he had asked him, do you want to get well? And, he, and he's offering a litany of excuses of why I'm still in this place. Jesus, look, I, 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 hey, it's not my fault. Notice kind of his excuses, by the way. I have no one to help me, and I'm all on my own. If I had people that were supportive, if people were really asking me, if I had better friends, if my husband were more nurturing, if my wife were more supportive, you know what? I wouldn't be in this place. It's their fault. You, sh- you should have seen that guy over there. He stepped on me last time. I mean, he just pushed me aside. No one is supportive of me. When the water is stirred while I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Not only are they not supportive of me, but it's, they're the reason that I'm in this situation that I'm in. He's kind of making it, pointing at others and saying, I'm the victim, you see, if I just had a better support my circumstances. And you know what? I've discovered that oftentimes we stay in our uh, compulsive addictions or we stay in our bad habits. Why? Because we've sort of taken on this mentality that we are the victims and we have no control over it. Uh, that, that we'll change when other people change. 
I'm going to stop hitting the bottle once my husband is less critical of me because, boy, it's when he comes in and he's critical. I just, you know, I, I drink because of him. If he got more supportive and came in and said, hey, honey, you worked hard and you look nice. Man, I would, I would, but he comes in and I just, uh, well, I wouldn't eat so much if I just had a job that was less stressful. Yeah, I wouldn't have to gamble if, you know, I had friends that would really support me. And Hey, I wouldn't go to this pornography of my wife if she was just more nurturing and just understood me more. I wouldn't go there. Hey, I wouldn't be such a negative person if... And you see, I believe that there's a lot of ways that we cover up. I believe that there's a lot of excuses we make to explain why we're still in our situation. Uh, Sometimes it's denial. Denial is, hey, it's not that bad after all. I mean, really, there's a lot of people that are worse than me. You should see that guy. I mean, I just do recreational drugs. Denial is not, it's not, well, you know, your wife says you're an alcoholic. Oh, she exaggerates so much. I mean, she is, she is just always blows everything out of the proportion. Well, do you drink every day? Yeah, I drink every day. And all my buddies drink every day. Well, you drink alone? And you, yeah. Well, you know what? Weren't you drinking a cologne bottle the other day? Well, yeah, but you know, I, I, I don't have a real serious problem. I just a bad day. No, you know, denial. And other times, we, uh, it's generalization. You know, we generalize our problem. Well, everybody, I think, or we minimize our problem. We make it small like, hey, I'm just fitting in with the rest of society. Or we dodge the problem. And uh, really, well, that's not the issue, the fact that I'm... Uh, the, 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 the fact that I'm going out and doing this every day, or the blaming, well, it's them, it's him, it's, or the attacking, I, or the excusing. You see, all those things have one thing in common. They legitimize our place. They tell us, this is why I'm here, and they push the responsibility off us and place it on other people. It's when they change then I can change. But until they change, I can't change. Boy, is that a lose-lose situation. And how many of us find ourselves in a bad habit saying, when they change, I'll change. And it makes us feel better because we feel like we have a legitimate reason to stay in our bad habit, our compulsion, our addiction. And this fellow seemed to be doing the same thing. You know, sometimes we have a desire to change, but it's really hard. Notice what Romans chapter 7, verse 18 says. Paul, this is the apostle Paul, man, this sounds like a drug addict. He says, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, it's the evil I don't want to do, and I keep on doing it. Man, that sounds like he needs to be in a sport recovery group. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. It should be encouraging to us. Why? Because every single one of us struggle with the flesh versus the spirit, right? And the, the very things that we know we should do, we don't do. And the very things we don't want to do, we end up doing oftentimes. And that's how this, this thing continues on in, my, in our life. And we like to make excuses for things over and over. I think we start learning how to make excuses in grade school, don't we? The third thing we see is that you need to discover the recovery process that God has laid out for you. I'm talking about a customized 
process for your life. Not everybody's story is going to be the same. Not everybody's journey is going to be the same. But it involves some of the same things. And I want you to see what Jesus said to this person. He said to him, verse 8, Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. It's pretty direct, pretty straightforward command. The supernatural power released in this person's life. And God had a process. And here's what I want you to understand about this, by the way. I believe that typically in our change, the power, remember this, the power has to be followed by a process to ensure the progress. You see, oftentimes we want some magical touch of God to set us free. And I believe that God has the power to set us free, but here's what I know, that the power of God in and of itself can set us free, but unless we learn the process, then we will not continue with the progress. Uh, Let me explain it this way. See, what, what we don't understand is typically our compulsions and our addictions, they affect our body, soul, and spirit. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, it says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. It's talking about the whole person, like all the way through. Well, what is all the way through? Well, he describes man. He says, May your whole spirit and your soul and your body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe he's just described to us what man is composed of. Spirit is that part of you that relates to the Spirit of God. Soul is composed of your intellect, your emotions, and your will. It's your personality. It's, it's, it's the who. It's the who of who you are. It's the essence of who you are. And then your body, the body is that which houses your, your soul and your spirit. Now, if God is going to set you free, if you're going to break some addictive compulsive behaviors or bad habits, it needs to be body, soul, and spirit that they're broken. And if you just broke, break them in one area, it's not good enough for all the areas. Are you tracking with me? Let's just say you were a chain smoker. And uh, you say, well, you know, if I could just break this, if I could just stop. And someone drops you off on a desert island in the middle of the Pacific, and there's no, you know, Virginia Slims. And, and so you're, you're, you're just stuck there. And you're just on this island, and there's nothing, and you have food, and you go through withdrawals, and you're nervous, and you just, you, just, you know, you want to smoke something, and you're fidgety and, 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 and agitated, and you just dream of just smoking, and you could just get a hold of that, and you think you're going to go crazy. You want it more than food. You want it more than anything else. But guess what? After about two weeks, three weeks, a month or whatever, then you would be over it. The jitters would be done, and you'd be over it. Now, the question is, has that person been made complete? Is that person recovered? The answer is no. Although they're not smoking anymore because they can't, they've broken the physical, but guess what? Their spirit and their soul, what drove them to their addiction in the first place hasn't been dealt with. So the first chance they get to be around their choice cigarette, they'll go back to it again because the recovery and the solution hasn't happened in their soul and the spirit. It happened in their body, but not in their soul and their spirit. Are you tracking with me? The same way I believe it happens with, for example, uh, we're made of body, soul, and spirit. The spirit can change immediately. 
in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. The moment you come to Christ and become a new creation, your spirit is new, and you are given the power to break things immediately. You see, the process of coming to Christ, when you're born, you're born, and your spirit, it's immediate, it's automatic, it's there, it happens at a moment. However, although your spirit may be new, you carry your old mind and your old body. I love God. Oh, he's so great. I'm going to go have a Bible study because my spirit's so open to God. And and I'm going to have a Bud Light just so I understand the Bible a little bit better. You know, know, whoa, 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 what's going on there? Well, your spirit's new, but guess what? You still have an old mindset and you still are drawn to those old things and you still haven't processed. Your mindset hasn't changed. And so therefore we have people that become believers but still following their addictions and you say why you said I thought I was a new creation I thought everything was going to be changed no your spirit is new but notice our mind or our soul our intellect changes progressively this is bold steps with Mark Job and we will continue this lesson on the power of choice in just a moment Before we do, though, we want to remind you that if you ever miss one of our daily teachings on the radio, or you simply want to share one of these messages with a friend, you can always find Mark's teachings available on our website at boldstepsradio.org. And no matter where this new year takes you, we've made it easy to access these daily messages anywhere, anytime by subscribing to the Bold Steps podcast. You'll find us on most podcast apps like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Audible by searching for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job. We've heard from so many of you how much you enjoy listening through your podcast app. And if you haven't already, we encourage you to leave a comment and a five-star review when you're there. Also, if you want to check out the special new video content coming out exclusively on the Bold Steps YouTube channel, be sure to subscribe there as well. Mark releases brand new videos every Tuesday on subjects like grief, living in unfair circumstances, and the healing power of God. You can subscribe today by searching for Bold Steps Radio on YouTube or type in youtube.com slash at Bold Steps Radio. Now, once again, here is Mark Job with today's message called The Power of Choice. Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. But be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. The word transformed is the word metamorphosized. It's a progressive thing that happens. Your spirit changes immediately, but your mind changes progressively. So therefore, if you're going to be set free, it's not just a matter of come to the altar, we pray over you, boom, you feel this jolt of the Holy Spirit. It's like, whoa, I am free now. Oh, yeah, you may have the power to be set free, but chances are you won't last in your freedom unless you start the renewal of your mind. God gives you the power to break the chains. This is a chains. You're bound by chains, and God gives you the power to, boom, break the chains. But unless your mind is renewed the first time that you, you're depressed or you feel like God is far away or, you're, or your boyfriend says he's going to break up with you, then you say, oh, God, how could you let this happen to me? This is crazy, God. I just, I just don't understand it. I don't know. Why would, this, why would this happen to me, God? And you just walk by a bakery. That cheesecake is calling out my name. 
They're saying, come to me, honey, I'll comfort you. I'll make you feel good. And you go in there, why, and you just eat, and then you feel bad because you, 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 you've overeaten, and then you want to eat some more because you feel bad that you overate again, and you, you've fallen right into the same old habit. Why? Because your mind needs to change. And your body, you say, what about the body? The body follows the soul and the spirit. Uh, wherever your soul and your spirit goes, so does your body. However, there are certain addictions that affect our body, like if nicotine, you'll have withdrawals. Caffeine, you'll have withdrawals. Drugs and certain things, you'll have withdrawals. But your body is, is sort of this neutral thing that follows. It follows your soul and your spirit. But it also, sometimes there's, there's, there's physical addictions that have to be broken, or it will push us towards it. And so you have your body, soul, and spirit that need to be broken, Fourthly, you need to stop listening to the naysayers that will try to discredit your recovery. Notice what Jesus told this person, pick up your mat and walk. And so he did by the power of God. The day on which this took place was the Sabbath. And so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, it's the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry the mat. I'm seriously. I mean, how religiously bigoted, narrow-minded, and off-target from God can you be? This man is healed, and they're saying, well, did you get healed on the Sabbath? And you picked up a mat? You're not supposed to do any work on it. No, 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 I don't think it, I, I don't think it was God. You know, there's going to be some naysayers in your life that just don't want you to be recovered. You stop drinking, you're really working hard at it, and some people are saying, I liked you better when you were drinking. You were more fun. Oh, yeah, I've seen you go through those phases. How's this, how long is this going to last? Two months? You'll be back to it. Just a matter of time. You and I know you'll be back to it. Just the naysayers. You'll never be changed. It's in your blood. Hey, your dad was an alcoholic. Your mother was an alcoholic. Your grandfather was an alcoholic. You're going to be one, two. The naysayers around you that say it's not going to last. It's not for good. You haven't recovered You've never, you haven't changed. You've been working so hard. God's changing things little by little. And there's people around you who say, you haven't changed at all. Man, have you ever felt that blow? There's going to be naysayers. There's going to be people that will just oppose your change. You're trying to be positive, trying not to be negative, And, and they're just going to come at you and, and say it's never going to change. You're the same and I don't think God's really done a work in your life. And you can fool all those people at church, but you'll never fool me because I see, I live with you. I know where you're at. I want you to understand this. And I don't have time to get into the last. Just write it down. They'll eliminate the contaminating agents on the inside and outside. Because Jesus said to this person later on, he found him in the temple and he said to him, see, you are well again. Stop sinning or something else worse can happen. Not all sickness is a direct result of sin, but in this man's case, it was. And he said, you know, if you don't, you got to break the pattern or you're going to go back to it. Repent on the inside, stay away on the outside. There's one question, and I hope it's the Spirit of God speaking to me, through me, to you. And it's this question, do you want to get well? Do you want to change? Oh, don't give me a flipping. Oh, yeah, yeah, Pastor. Yeah, Pastor Mark, I really want to change. No, don't, don't, no. 
Think it through. Do you really want to change? Think about what you're giving up now. Think about the easy access to whatever makes you feel good. Think about it for a minute. Can you envision life without it? Can you imagine living without it? What friends are going to have to change? What settings going to have to change? What are you going to have to get rid of in your house? What's going to have to change in your mind? You see, I, I really believe if there's, a, if there's something strong enough inside of us that pushes us, we can change. You know, my grandfather, I loved him. He was a hardworking man. He was a foreman at the uh, steel mills in northern Indiana, just sort of a gruff, big foreman type guy that um, loved God. He, he, he had a little habit that he knew the church didn't like. So he never did it around the church. And he tried never to do it around us boys. I lived with him for a year and he would never like to do it in front of me because he knew he didn't really want to set that example. But he'd, he'd had to get up in the middle of the night, 2 o'clock in the morning. You'd see him sort of hair all frumpy in his kind of uh, underwear just walking around. And he'd go to the back porch and he had to have his cigarette. He, and he knew he didn't like it. And he, but, but he was so, he had started young, he just smoked for years. And he said, I know, I know I shouldn't. And I, but he, he did. And he'd basically say he couldn't stop. One day he went to the doctor, and the doctor said, you know, there's a spot on your lung. His name was Ivy. He said, Ivy, you don't stop, you're going to die. He stopped like that. Unfortunately, he died of lung cancer. I thought to myself, you know what? He could stop. It's just he had to have a motivation strong enough, something inside deep enough, to say stop. What I want you to know is every single one of you, whatever, no matter what the habit is, no matter what grip it has in your life, I want you to know this. You can stop. You can stop. So some of you needed to hear that today. You can stop. That explosive anger that has caused you to just explode in abusive words and language, you can stop. That obsessive-compulsive drinking that drives you to drunkenness practically every weekend, you can stop. That addiction to pornography that just eats at your soul and shames you, you can stop. I just want you to know that there's no habit that can grip your soul strong enough that you cannot break free. And some of you just need to be encouraged by that because you think, I have to live with this for the rest of my life. So Father, I pray right now for that person that has been under the delusion that they can never break free. I pray that today you would fill them with faith. I pray that today there would be a choice that would be made, repentance. I pray that they would have the courage to look for help get accountability. And Father, I pray that this grip of this habit would not continue into this next year, Father. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, amen. Thank you for that, Mark. This message, such a powerful message, the power of choice. 
And if you know of someone who would benefit, as you probably have, from Mark's bold and practical teaching, be sure to direct them to our website, boldstepsradio.org. And you know, Mark, today's message really reinforces the importance of digging deeper into the strength that God provides. We can't do this on our own, can we? Whether it's breaking a bad habit or pushing through a tough season, we're not meant to do this alone. No, we're not. And that's why one of the things that we try to put into the hands of our listeners is devotionals. We have a great devotional written by Joe Stoll, endorsed by Franklin Graham, Johnny Erickson Tata, that say good words about this. It's a 365-day devotional that is meant to bring your attention to Jesus every single day. Some of you have trouble just figuring out how to read the Bible, where to go in the Bible, this would be a great resource to get in the habit of strengthening your spiritual life every single day. Yeah, I agree, Mark. And if you're listening to us right now, we'd like to send you a copy of Strength for the Journey when you make a donation of any amount to Bold Steps. Just go online to boldstepsradio.org or give us a call. Simply call 844-615-7363. Again, 844-615-7363. You can also send your gift and request the book through the mail. Our address is Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And before we wrap up today, we'd also like to remind you that if you ever have trouble finding one of Mark's messages, or you simply want to explore more of a sermon series, you'll find the complete archive of Mark Job's teaching available online at moodyaudio.com. Well, that's all the time we have today. I'm Wayne Shepard inviting you to join us tomorrow when Mark continues our series about breaking the grip of a bad habit with a message titled The Keys to Lasting Change. That's what you'll discover when you listen Friday to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.